0: Hi, everyone. Dr. B here. Again, thank you for joining me for another episode of Ask the Dentist. So in in dentistry in general, there are a lot of things that most dentists, and it's probably because of our education, we're not clear on it. And the topic of today's episode is one of those topics, and it's an important one. The question is asked by a lactation consultant and a very important person to know, especially if you are breastfeeding. And I've had a lot of exposure to them, either through my own family, my grandchildren, my children, but also through patients. And I actually do refer to lactation consultants, especially if the first round didn't go well with the first child. We're talking about breastfeeding. Breastfeeding, as you've heard me say before, is so important for facial development. And, you know, if the face doesn't develop correctly, there, there are a whole bunch of issues that occur later on in life, life-threatening stuff, certainly sleep apnea and things like that, which lead to other comorbidities that are, are very serious, heart disease and even Alzheimer's, stuff like that. But that's not what we're going to talk about today, as you'll see by the question. But I just wanted to say that there is no clear, concise opinion as to what the answer is to today's question. So I'm going to go through what I think is the correct answer. And then at the end of the episode, I'm going to give you some tips, moms, breastfeeding moms, and dads that are helping and standing by. I'm going to give you some tips on how not to have this issue. And I hope this will also allay your fears if you're thinking of having a child and and it's not something you want to be dealing with at that time when the breastfeeding time arrives. Anyway, so Anna, please ask your question. It is really a good one, and I love all the sound effects in the background. sounds like you're working hard. I applaud you for what you're doing, and also it's an important question. Hi, Dr. Mark. I'm Ala, a lactation consultant from Saudi Arabia. I have too many moms asking me why they have dental caries after pregnancy and during breastfeeding. Is it something related to pregnancy itself, or breastfeeding. I can't answer those moms. Please help me and make an episode about this topic. Anna, great question. So, let me just first allay any fears of any mom that's breastfeeding or ones that have breastfed and notice that their child had cavities as soon as they, or soon after they erupted. There is no link. Human breast milk is not cariogenic, in other words, cavity-causing. All the studies pretty much indicate they recognize that there are some cavities present, and and I've seen them with breastfeeding moms in their children that are being breastfed, but there's something else going on. And the studies support this, that there's no chance that breastfeeding alone is the cause for this. Remember, the oral microbiome from a child, they get it from their mom if the birth is vaginal. As that baby comes through the birth canal, they are picking up a biome in their mouth and on their skin as well from their mom. So if you've had a cesarean, you know, that could be an issue. It's that oral microbiome that's going to protect the child from having cavities. A lot of parents, you know, are breastfeeding, but they're mixing in a little formula. Stay away from formula. Formula will cause decay. It, it's got Man-made carbohydrates in it, industrial seed oils, all sorts of things that a child really shouldn't see ever, uh, if possible. But certainly that could cause decay. Also, feeding on demand after the teeth are present in a child—that could be by as early as four months. I've seen it earlier, uh, but typically by five or six months. By that time, you know, no feeding on demand. It's best to. It would be better for you in the long run because your child will sleep better. Otherwise, feeding on demand at night means you're up every few hours, but during the day as well. Again, in dentistry, the formula for approaching decay. It's not the amount of sugar you eat. I'm simplifying. It's the frequency that you're exposed to it. So again, on-demand feeding, you just keep knocking down the pH in the mouth, the bacteria are consuming perhaps some of the fermentable carbohydrates that are present in the diet, certainly not from breast milk, the lactose in breast milk. And that is how teeth demineralize. In other words, form cavities. Because the teeth are able to remineralize, given a chance. So again, that feeding on demand could be an issue. Back to infant formulas. There are lots of studies on on infant formulas that literally just dissolve tooth enamel. I think we're all familiar with that experiment that we're exposed to, and maybe by eighth grade in a science class, where we would put a tooth into Coca Cola. Now it's not that extreme as putting a tooth in a Coca-Cola, but the infant formula alone can significantly reduce the pH and cause dental caries or cavities on teeth. So stay away from from formula. I know that a lot of you cannot breastfeed, and and that seems like an unfair statement. Then find a formula that is more natural. I, I think there's a formula out of Germany that is better than what's available in the U.S., And then I'm going to make some comments at the end of this episode. If you are having to feed your child formula, what can you do to significantly, if not completely, reduce the incidence of decay in your kids' first teeth that come through? Population-based studies do not support a definitive link between prolonged breastfeeding and caries. I want that to be clear to everyone. And if you did see a cavity with your kid, don't feel bad. It wasn't the breastfeeding. Breastfeeding is so, so important for facial development, for the well-being and quality of life for your child later on as it relates to facial development. Breastfeeding and facial development go hand in hand. And if facial development is not complete or optimal, then your child as an adult will have issues such as sleep apnea and all the comorbidities that go along with it. Again, no definitive link. Breastfeed. And breastfeed with abandon. I mean, without worry. It's the best thing you can do for your child, clearly, if you're able to do it. So breastfeeding a child for more than 40 days, there's one study, actually perhaps a few, but one study that I found that indicates, and and this makes perfect sense, that it indicates that it may actually inhibit the development of nursing caries in children. This has to do with the biome, the oral microbiome. I mean, again, mother's breast milk is the ideal meal for culturing the oral microbiome in your child. And we know even in adults, the oral microbiome, if not pathogenic or dysbiotic, in other words, it's commensal, it's optimal, that can actively fight off the bacteria, not by killing them, but by keeping them under control In lower populations, it can fight off these bacteria that cause decay. Strep mutans is is the big one. There are several others. So, just the act of breastfeeding can decrease the incidence of decay. In vitro milk, lactose, has been shown to actually remineralize. This is an experiment outside of the body, but has been shown to remineralize teeth that have been artificially demineralized, just the enamel portion. There are several components of human breast milk that can also protect against the development of caries. Breast milk contains IgA and IgG. These are immunoglobulins. They have the potential to retard the strep mutans growth. This is that bug again that is one of the big players in in causing cavities at, at any age. And again, remember, your child's oral microbiome is not mature. That takes time. But if it's getting the biome from mom, then it has a head start. It's way ahead of kids that are just taking formula, perhaps, and have not been born vaginally. Again, I feel bad saying that because not everyone can do that. Not every birth goes that way. So, yeah, strep mutants. It's highly susceptible to the bactericidal action of lactoferrin. That's also, that's an enzyme. That's a major component of human milk. So there are a lot of things in breast milk that are actually preventing decay. So again, don't worry. There there is no connection. The times that we do see decay in erupting teeth, you know, breastfeeding up to 24 months, there's another reason for it and and I'll try and get into that a little bit. So another interesting fact is that there are almost 5,000 species of mammals all of whom are being breastfed that they're young, are being breastfed. And lactose is present in most of the breast milk of these species. And so humans are just but one of these species of mammals, and yet we're the only ones that have significant decay in the deciduous teeth. This is very interesting. And again, clearly, what I just said, this example means that something is unique about the early human life as it is opposed to the early life of a bear cub, for example. So keep that in mind. That is interesting. I'm going to try and expand on that a little bit. Again, it's our environment. Humans have messed up their environment. So why humans? (laughs) And why not the bear cubs and the wolf cubs and all the other mammalian species? It's clearly something that is unique to being human. What would that be? Well, diet, cesarean births, Disruption of the oral microbiome due to chemicals, mouth breathing, which is caused by a tongue tie. These are epigenetic factors that prevent the baby from suckling properly. And again, that's that tongue tie could be sourced from diet. We're not getting enough of the proper B vitamins so that we do get these midline defects. A tongue tie is considered to be a midline defect so or a birth defect due to diet. So, yeah, I mean, being human really is unique and, you know, it could be the BPA in plastics. It's also, and this is important, and again, I don't want to make anyone feel bad, but it's also related to the condition of the mother before birth or even before conception. Do they have the right diet? Are they getting enough of, you know, grass-fed foods and vitamin K2 and fish oil and, and all these things that help proper... Bone formation and, and, you know, teeth and bones kind of go together. They're under the same category. There's been a lot written on this. And then, of course, during pregnancy, also, is there any signs of gum disease in mom before and, you know, prenatal, perinatal? That will lead to low birth weights, early term births. These are all factors in. The child's ability to thrive and to breastfeed properly, and that could lead indirectly or even directly to the increased chance of getting cavities. So, so let me talk a little bit about what you can do. I, I've I've scared a lot of you, and it's been a l- little bit of a negative rant here. But let me give you some options here, some things that you can do. So, the first thing I would do, and this may be this may seem shocking to many, but I would. Be very wary of moms or the primary caregivers, even siblings of their strep mutant levels. I mean, what's their oral microbiome like? And are you sharing a toothbrush or a floss stick or a spoon or, you know, maybe even the nipple of a bottle while being bottle fed? Be very careful of that. And a lot of moms will kind of demonstrate to their child how to brush this is maybe a maybe a 12 month old that has some teeth in place and they'll use it in their mouth and then then they'll go right to brushing their kids teeth please don't do that that i know it seems unlikely but we do have a lot of clinical evidence that you can seed a child's oral microbiome with someone else's dysbiotic oral microbiome even if it is a parent or a sibling so again minimize the saliva sharing activities sharing utensils between infant or a toddler and and other family members. It happens. The other thing you can do is implement oral hygiene measures and have that in mind. I have a lot of suggestions on our website, ask the dentist on how to brush a six-month-old's teeth. I, I know that seems very daunting and it is. I've I've done it three times with my three daughters and 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 it can be done. But have that in place You know, be well informed on how that's going to work because when that first tooth comes in and you're still breastfeeding or you're mixing breast milk with formula, this can mitigate, greatly mitigate the chance of your child getting a cavity. So, if your infant falls asleep while feeding, the teeth should be cleaned before placing the child in bed. I like the little small, tiny little silicone bristle-based toothbrushes. They're very soft and easy to use. You can use the gauze method. That's kind of an older method that you 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 would see in books from the 50s and 60s. Uh, although I don't know when the last time you tasted what gauze tastes like. I would stay away from that method. It's 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 a little dry, and the child may instinctually look at that and, and feel threatened because it's something that could block their airway. Toothbrushing all of the children. In the household, make sure that they have good oral hygiene. These are the the more adult, the older children. Also, use a toothpaste with hydroxyapatite in it. Notice I'm not saying fluoride. You do not want your child to ingest fluoride. And let's face it—you know—a one to two-year-old or even older is going to ingest fluoridated toothpaste. That's going to impact their brain and their IQ. Yes, another great topic for another episode. So, but with hydroxyapatite, which is as good, if not better, at remineralizing teeth and reversing decay in a six-month-old, they, they can swallow as much as they want, and the parents don't have to worry. So, so make sure you are that you have that available. A Risewell makes a makes a great. Child's toothpaste. You can also use an adult toothpaste if it tastes if it's not too minty or spicy, as young kids will say. Boca has a nice, good product as well. These are very safe toothpaste that can be used on kids that are swallowing the toothpaste inadvertently. Of course, you can smear it on their on their teeth. You can rub it in with some gauze or that silicone bristled toothbrush. But make sure that they you do that twice a day, just like an adult. That's important. Flossing. If there are teeth that are up against each other, floss them. If they're all spaced far apart, which would be is actually a good sign, then I wouldn't worry about flossing yet. Also establishing a good relationship with a dental provider. And I would do that. I mean, perhaps it's the provider that you're seeing as an adult perhaps it's a pedodontist, but make sure that's in place already don't don't wait until the last minute to find a good dentist make sure that's in place before you even think of having children and that first visit i'd like to see kids in the first 10-15 weeks of life the society of pediatric dentists would recommend by 6 months having a visit you know there's a lot that a dentist can see early on like tongue tie but anywhere in that time period would be great would be ideal and then that dentist can conduct a carries a risk assessment and talk about all this with you it's great to have someone in your in your home court that can help you and you know alleviate any fears and make you feel better and give you professional advice lastly i would say avoid carry cavity promoting feeding behaviors make sure i mentioned this before infants should not be put to sleep with a bottle containing any kind of fermentable carbohydrate. Even if it's watered down, a lot of parents will water it down uh, with water. If it's water, yes, that won't cause decay, but there are other issues with putting a, a little infant down with a bottle. But certainly nothing in there, even formula, and perhaps even breast milk if it's been pumped. Make sure that their mouth's been cleared and a little brushing has gone on and then that you can put them to sleep. I know that's difficult. I know you're afraid to wake up your kid and, and that does happen. But once you figure out the routine and your child's satiated and tired, they will go to sleep after you set them with a little quick brush. Again, make sure you breastfeed them You know, every three, maybe every five, six hours. I know that seems a bit extreme, but but not on demand. That can lead to decay parents should also be encouraged to wean their child from breastfeeding that's controversial maybe by 12 months 14 months somewhere in that range i know a lot of moms go to 24 months and if you do then make sure they are you know not drinking sugary drinks and no spill training cups stay away from pacifiers of course and if there are snacks, uh, make sure that it's not constant. Again, it's not the quantity. In dentistry, it's not the quantity of the snack. It is the frequency of the snack. So, I hope that information is helpful. I, I don't want any moms out there feel bad. I don't want to make them more nervous. Again, breastfeeding is one of the most amazing things I have ever witnessed nursing. It's amazing on so many fronts. Uh, and again, as a as a man, I feel uncomfortable talking about it, not because it's weird or gross it, it it's so amazingly elegant and beautiful i feel uncomfortable talking about it because how does a man know what it is like to breastfeed it, after giving up your body for 9 months and then comes the breastfeeding for up to who knows how long i have some patients that breastfeed for 4 or 5 years even for 12 months even for 6 months and there's a lot of pain associated with it and you're woken up in the middle of the night and it's an an amazing act of of sacrifice and support and nourishment, and not just physically, for one's child. And and I just admire all those moms out there that that can do this. So and I don't want them to think that there's anything related to breastfeeding that could cause dental decay. And that's the next traumatic thing for parents, that first cavity for their child. And and I've seen that and experienced that through my patients. And and I, I just hate telling a mom especially after they've been breastfeeding for 12 months and, you know, little baby tooths come through and they come in, maybe their second visit, and you have to tell them that there's a cavity. And, you know, moms have broken down in tears. There is no connection. It's nothing you did. Just take the advice that I gave you on those tips of not sharing, you know, toothbrushes and making sure that the kid's oral microbiome is sound and Stay away from you know all the junk foods and processed foods out there if you can, and everything should be fine. Probably the best thing you can do is to, again, like any of my adult patients that are getting cavities, the mere act of good oral hygiene with the right tools, hydroxyapatite-based toothpaste and a brush, you can mitigate just about any cavity out there, especially if you're just breastfeeding or even formula feeding. So anyway, I hope that that ends it on a positive note. Uh, Kudos to all those moms out there and dads. You know, dads are part of the equation as well. And also to Anna, to the lactation consultants. Great question. Thank you for asking it. And we'll talk more about this, especially, you know, at 12 months and at 24 months that there's, there's more to talk about, of course, like you no know, pacifiers and sippy cups over pacifiers. What's that transition look like from breastfeeding to being able to drink out of a, a special little non-tippy cup kind of thing? And, and certainly, there, the, the, we'll be talking about that in the future. Well, that's the end of another episode of Ask the Dentist. Thanks for hanging in there with me. I don't know if you noticed, but I was choking up there a little bit. You know, of course, being a father and having children and then having grandchildren, I've seen the whole breastfeeding thing from the sidelines, which can be frustrating as a dad, as a man. And yes, I do wish I could have breastfed. I know that sounds silly, but obviously that's not our role. And, you know, it's important. We all want the best for our children. And let me just say that even if you don't do a perfect job and if you've done the best you can, the human species is so resilient. A lot of the things I talk about, I talk about, and again, I'm trained as a dentist. We're trained to be perfectionists. I tend to sometimes talk about it as if it was to be done in a perfect 100% way and again kind of always translate that to yourself as okay if we can do it at 80% even 50% you know we're at least halfway there and we're going to get benefit from it so so again always keep that in the back of your mind if if i'm being got to do this you got to do that and this is optimal then remember that there is a sliding scale of efficacy and that certainly applies to breastfeeding that's all I have to say about breastfeeding. Again, I feel uncomfortable talking about it. Men are not experts on breastfeeding. Let me tell you, it's the women that are the experts. Uh, again, thanks for listening. Another episode. If you have more questions about anything or anything that I mentioned in this podcast, like that transition from breastfeeding to drinking from a cup, go to speakpipe.com slash dentist. We've written a lot on our website about sippy cups and, you know, tongue tie, the inability of the child to breastfeed and breastfeeding issues and the importance of breastfeeding. Uh, Go to askthedentist.com. And again, if you really aren't able to have this conversation, for example, before you're thinking of having a baby or as you're pregnant and you're bringing it up with your dentist and you're not getting this detail or this amount of information, You may be looking for a functional provider, a functional dentist, because they are trained in this regard, because breastfeeding is a big part of oral health. You can find someone on our growing list of functional dentists in the world right now. It's a worldwide global list. Go to askthedentist.com slash directory. I really appreciate you listening and can't wait to talk about and answer more of your questions. See you in the next episode. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a dentist, doctor, or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional dental care provider, you can visit askthedentist.com directory and search our Find a Dentist database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, is a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.